Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to hear the latest when it comes to anything out of the ordinary. I mean, there are people you would never suspect who have had something bizarre, mysterious, supernatural, or just unknown occurring. And they reach out to somebody like myself, sometimes all the way on the opposite side of the planet. And I am absolutely humbled by that. So I welcome you to go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and tell me your stories. Every little detail. If you've got drawings, if you got photos, send it to HeidiHollis at gmail.com and I will respond and uh, share your stories here. But if you want to be anonymous, if you don't want me to share it here on the air, you just put it in the email and just say that. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to expose you. Uh, You know, I am just always, always blown away by what it is that I get. And uh, wow, just thank you. Thank you. We are learning. We are growing. We're looking at patterns and um, why these things happen to people. Nobody has all the answers. I am not a guru. I am just someone who has been there, seen that, experienced it, freaked out, found some answers, wrote about it, got over it, and I'm trying to help you all do the same thing. And guess what today is? Today is the Outlandish Corner Show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm sticking with that because that's what, oh, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, so I am just grabbing your emails and reading them cold turkey nine times out of ten. It is fully cold turkey. Sometimes I get these emails, right? They pop up and if it's like, please help in the in the subject line, I'm totally going to open it because sometimes it's an emergency, guys. I mean, really. Moms with their children, hat man coming at them. No. No, no time to waste. I try to do my best to just jump on it and respond. Uh, so yeah, uh, I've got a whole bunch of emails and, uh, I never know what we're going to talk about. And sometimes these emails connect. And I mean, sometimes they could be months and months apart because uh, my email likes to mess with me. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'll get an email. I got a whole bunch of emails that just suddenly appeared once. And um, they're like a year old and they're people's stories. And I'm like, where were they? It, it, it's, I just, I can't answer these questions. They're, some things are just too bizarre even for myself. So, um, yeah, if there was a delay in me getting to your emails, you know, spies. That's what I'm going to say. Spies messed with my email. Um, <laughs> don't know what to tell you. But anyways, um, jumping on in here and, and digging around, got my hand into the email bag, if there's such a thing. If there's such a thing, it's purple. Love that color. All right, so here we go. Um, this first email says, hello, Heidi. 
hey, what's going on? <laughs> I'm contacting you because I have had numerous encounters with shadow people as well as the hat man. Oh, I was just going to say at least it wasn't hat man, but mm. I have had so many experiences in this matter as well as abductions that there is no way I can even scratch the surface in an email. Hmm. You know, I have a feeling where this is going. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Let's see what the next line says, because I think they're going to ask to talk to me. Aha! I would like to be able to speak with you, if you have the time. Mm-hmm. I have so much information and stories to tell. Dozens and dozens of encounters, and I do have evidence. And many witnesses to verify my reports. All right, you guys, I have to tell you, because... um. I do get asked that a lot. You know, can you just hop on the phone? Um, you know, I used to be part of this um, emergency, like, hotline. <laughs> and it was, I was shocked. I got contacted by my city to be one of those people to call in case, like, somebody saw an alien or a UFO and they couldn't handle it. I was like, what? That is so cool. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, shout out to you. Yeah, they did that. And, um, yeah, I... I I only got a couple of people who called, um, but I think most of them just showed up to my meetings because I had a, a UFO group for over 15 years meeting at the public library. So they would just come and pop in there and hang out. And, you know, sometimes people would talk, sometimes not. Sometimes they just observe. Sometimes they come once. Sometimes they come for years. Um, you know, come one, come all. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I was asked to make my group it was called UFO2U, you know, the number two, the letter U, dot com. And I was asked by MUFON if I'd make it into a chapter. But um, at the time, they weren't really open to uh, people who were talking abductions and contact and stuff. I mean, yeah, they took the reports, but um, yeah, it was just, you know, I felt I wanted to have people who had had experiences be able to come in and then there's always uh, a membership fee and I just wasn't doing that at the time with, or anything I, I'd never done that actually um, so so yeah I didn't do that um, but you know uh, to each their own and uh, okay and this is continuing where are we uh, you have a lot of okay dozens and stuff okay another thing I want to say if somebody wants to share their stories if they want to come on the show and talk about it feel free to let me know that in your emails. Um, if you want to come on here to talk, I know a lot of people are like, it's really personal. And, um, oh gosh, I wish I could be in 50 places at once and be on 50 phone calls at once. And uh, I love talking to people about these types of scenarios and what it is that that's going on. I mean, uh, I do. I really, I really enjoy it. And, uh, and I love knowing that maybe I could help people get over that hump and understanding what's going on and not feel so alone, you know? Um, yeah, so I'm sorry. It's so hard. Uh, but, but, let me, let me say, I do at times jump on Messenger, uh, other social media, uh, you know, where you could connect and talk. And I do chat. It is easier for me to chat versus jumping on a call because then I can multitask with my messages and take time in between it. Um, but yeah, people are always surprised. Like, I can't believe you answered. <laughs> yeah, if I can, I will. Um, all right. So know that. Find me. Social media. Put a one in front of my name. So at one Heidi Hollis and uh, pretty much all the social media. That's uh, how you find me. All right. Continuing. I've spoken at MUFON meetings. Oh, nice. And was working with the MUFON director in my state until he, oh, passed away. I'm so sorry. I guarantee you will be very pleased to hear what I have to say. Thank you. And nickname is Savage. Well, thanks for reaching out, Savage. Uh, please, please feel free to find me on social media um, and we could chat. But otherwise, it's really hard. Okay. All right, so this next email, please do not use my name. Oh, okay. <laughs> see, see how easy that is? Just tell me that in the first line. That's, that's all you have to do. Heidi, I was just wondering if you had seen the photo of the devil face in the smoke from the Twin Towers on 9-11. Yes, I have. I have. Um, to me, it looks a lot like Steiner's Aramon. What do you think? 
could just be uh paradox I don't know what they're saying but sure is creepy um <laughs> well I have seen that if anybody hasn't seen that and I've said on here that uh Aramon I don't know if this this person this person is not mentioning I've said how Hatman is Rudolf Steiner's Aramon and I've spoken to people in Anthroposophy because I was shocked absolutely shocked when a former acquaintance uh, showed me the sculpture of this like almost alien looking thing right I was like oh my somebody did a really good sculpture of Hatman it's like excuse me what did you say I'm like somebody did a really like a spot on uh, sculpture of Hatman's head and I was told then that it was a hundred year old sculpture of Aramon which is essentially a devil um, in the world. And uh, how Rudolf Steiner said that this creature would become a problem 100 years from when he made it. And hello, it is 100 years. Um, Yeah, so I just, it just stunned me every time I think about it because it was so, such a moment such a moment I literally screamed I found you you uh huh uh, words just words because I do not like Hatman. I do not like what he stands for I do not like what he does and yeah he's the devil mm-hmm and no it's not me calling him that he calls himself that and uh yeah it's gotten more interesting with him um we are not friends we're not friends so when this face that came and was seen in the smoke of the Twin Towers when they collapse um, on that horrific day in 9-11. They're asking, what do I think about it? Um, I really think that it could indeed be that, uh, you know, some things come together and they could look like a face. Um, You know, there's people that have photos of cups that happen to look like a face or purses. And, you know, um, I I don't think it was necessarily actually the devil or Aramon shoving his face into a cloud to make his presence known because it's quite obvious his presence is is known. I mean, um, yeah, I I don't think that's a mystery. And uh, Hatman is sure making the rounds and that's his ugly mug. And yeah, it does kind of have that pointed chin kind of look as Aramon, Hatman. Yeah, so yeah, I I, I think so. But um, I don't think it was necessarily him you know could have been symbolic i don't know i think we all have our own interpretations about why things happen the way they do was it a coincidence uh, i'm not a person that believes in coincidences so but look look at how it drew attention to evil taking place and to have this evil thing what appeared to be evil appearing above this horrible situation that took place there so symbolic a reminder triggered and look at people are talking about it all this time later. So I would say that perhaps it had a purpose and it sure did serve it. All right, you guys, we got more emails coming and uh, it's getting interesting already. All right, you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. 
Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> well, 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 what do we have here? It is the Outlandish Corner, and these are my favorite types of shows because it's all about you and me and your personal encounters. Anything, your research, your opinion about anything out of the ordinary. We're just gonna hack on through these emails and uh, see where they land us because uh, I am always really surprised how often they seem connected, even though I'm just randomly grabbing. (laughs) All right, you guys, this next email, what does this say? (laughs) Dear Heidi, that's me. Um, (laughs) I've had many encounters with spirit and entities since I was a child. Okay. Some good and not so good. Oh, oh, I understand. My house was haunted as a child until my pastor, grandfather, prayed them out. Well, all right. I've had contact from dead relatives, encounters with shadow people, no bueno, and also helped a man who died in my office building cross over after being stuck there for over a year. (sighs) That's terrible. I hate to hear that. That, you know, that somebody got stuck in spirit form. Raised Christian, I believe we have power over many of these things with the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, uh, it works. That's all I can tell you. Um, I've heard angelic voices during worship services. Once during a song, I wrote. That's it in a nutshell. JP. Well, thanks, JP. Thanks for sharing. That's a... Uh, that's a nice little, little neat little category uh, that you, you just kind of jumped into a bunch of categories, actually. <laughs> a little neat paragraph. That's what I meant. Uh, you know, what's interesting about what you're saying here, how you've had some good and not so good experiences. I mean, you spoke of the shadow people, um, but then visits from spirits, you know, your past relatives and, and whatnot. Um, something I want to say to the good and not so good, okay? Um, I, at one point, had so many encounters happening. I mean, I wasn't sleeping. They, they would come and wake me up. I mean, solid people, come right to my bedside and you know I always say I'm not psychic or anything like that but you know uh, something something's going on I mean I really had some abrupt in my face encounters with uh dead people um aliens uh (laughs) cryptos um angelic Jesus encounters you know the devil hat man shadow people um you know, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what to say about all of that. 
and I just would always like, I, I guess I would get tired of people saying, I'm psychic, look at me, you know, and um, I just was like, oh, I don't want to look like that. <laughs> I don't want to look like that person saying, oh, I know it all. And I'm so psychic, you know. Um, but I, I know that I have some kind of uh, insight, intuitiveness, and uh, things like to shake a, a, a stick at me and say, look over here. And I just, I'd had it so bad that I had it out with all of it. And I had just finished college and I was like, I, I meant this. And I went around saying, look, I don't care why you die. I don't care why you're here. I do not care. I am off limits. I don't want to deal with you. And I, I mean, I just like marched this around and just said it loud and proud, you know, everywhere, all over where I was at. And things calmed down. And I was so grateful. I was just so grateful. But you know what? When the, what I felt was, it wasn't bad always, these these dead people, you know. Um, but when I, I felt um, they were done messing with me at such a level like that, you know, I was relieved. But also, when I put my foot down about those things coming my way or the negative things coming my way, it also slowed the role of the positive, the angelic, um, the Jesus encounters uh, slowed as well. And it's like, well, was it just me closing off the door to everything? Not everything stopped, mind you, not everything. I would still have some pretty abrupt things, but it wasn't constant. It wasn't constant. I mean, how would you like to go to bed and you hear your name whispered in the most raspy, deep, ah, uh, just, Heidi. I mean, come on now. Come on. Get, uh, try to get some sleep with that. I mean, I'm up flicking the lights on, saying, quit. Don't care that you're here. You know, stop. Um, you know, and then headless woman, and I was just done. And then, of course, others can't relate to it. You know, I'm like, well, I didn't make a big stink out of it. I was just just tired of it um you know so it worked it worked for me but uh when you're open you're open and people say you can't control that well I beg to differ because boy I was able to really slow it down and uh be able to take it in little little bitty bites <laughs> oh but the bites sometimes get big too but what can you do um but yeah so I'm, I'm reading this and I'm like yeah I could totally understand I know what you're saying uh I understand and you know people are probably like you know uh, uh, pastor grandfather prayed out the shadow people and the ghosts in the house you know I thought Heidi said that others can't do that for you uh this was somebody that was related and part of the family so for that to work i mean for all we know he lived there as well so i that is a very big possibility but that connectiveness the family you're you're in it together um yeah they could take ownership and and help put the ethereal foot up the backside of these things if you don't want it in your casa <laughs> um so but this is this is a fascinating uh uh, list of things that this person has experienced. So I really am, am appreciative that, you know, this is a, a glance in the, the life of somebody um, who's experienced some things, you know, and here they are raised Christian and, uh, you know, using the name of Jesus. I keep hearing it over and over again, people in different situations using the name, right? And, uh, you know, I, I, it's like, again, I'm not a Bible thumper. I'm just reporting what happens out there. Yeah, I say I'm biased. Okay, I admit it. <laughs> but you guys want to hear the honest to goodness truth? I'm telling you, people will be in the craziest situations and they just start to say the name. And it, these things take off. Aliens, shadow people, hat man. I mean, it's amazing. Believing in the power of. Uh, I heard a story just today that somebody was being met with something horrific and they were feeling frozen. They were starting to get paralyzed, right? And they heard a voice assert, say my name. And they're like, what? 
and then more assertion. Say my name. And they just started to say the name Jesus, and guess what? It left. Um, so yeah, these things happen, people. I'm just, I'm just telling you, just telling you. All right, we got another email here. Um, thank you, JP, for writing your nutshell of uh, <laughs> of your experiences. I love it. All right, this one says, uh, has anyone talked about Hat Man with playing cards and him trying to get them to play with them? Why does this sound familiar? My 11-year-old has experienced this, and I need to know what it means. We both see loads of weird things. People, monsters, animals, and shadows. Thanks for any insight. Oh, oh, hold on. This is the one that I noticed that same email address. Like, they sent it twice, okay? But they added a little bit of detail on here. Um, It says, we have an older trailer on our property. Like, sometimes if I see a really tiny, tiny little email like that, you know, I'm opening it. What I do is I open the email and I copy-paste to put it in a document, right? And if I see it's real itty-bitty, I'm like, "Ah, I wonder if they could give a little bit of insight. Sometimes I, you know, I'll do that. And I think I might have done this in this situation. And they responded back with a bigger, a little bit more detail. All right. So we have an older trailer on our property. I know of four people that have seen shadows and people in it. Okay. My husband sent my 11-year-old in there to get a tool. She said, there is a tall, scary man all in black in there with a huge hat. Chills, chills. He was shuffling a deck of cards in his hands. She said he kept trying to get her to play with him. Is this disturbing or what? I I just... uh, I asked if he was wearing anything else. And she said, a really long coat. I told her to never play with him. Has anyone else brought up cards? I've never seen him with anything but the hat and coat. Why now does he have accessories? Oh, man. Okay, okay. I feel really just angry, angry reading this right now. Um, always going after kids, hat man. Always going after kids. What? What is that? What is that, huh? Going after the most, after the most innocent of us and uh, trying to tempt them to come and play? It's like, okay, you're a big, ugly brute. And you got the nastiest, like, set of clothing detail. It's all in black, and you're going to try to bring a child to come and sit down. I mean, how do you guys feel about this? I mean, I wonder. I wonder how many kids might not feel comfortable to tell their parents. And then what? What happens? What if the kid just feels like, oh, this is an authority. This is an adult. I have to listen to what they're telling me so okay i'll go play you know what if that had happened well you guys uh, i'm gonna pick this up after the break because this is uh, that's a pain I, I hate hearing this type of thing all right you guys you are listening to dark becomes light with me heidi hollis on the iHeartRadio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network stick around we'll be right back Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. 
Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Today it is the Outlandish Corner. It is all about you and your stories. And Hatman the Perv is at it again, approaching 11 year old children with the invitation to play a game of cards. Gambling, perhaps. Perhaps he would have asked for I'll wager a bet your soul. Oh, I can't. I just can't. I, I'm just so irritated. Um, you know, this person is asking and sharing about Hatman offering to play uh, play cards with their 11-year-old. And uh, the child going and telling the parents instead, I, I hope, didn't sit down to play at all. And uh, mom's wondering... Is this something that uh, others have had happen? And this sounds familiar. This sounds familiar. I will tell you that. I don't know if this is a repeat email. Sometimes people will resend an email because I didn't get to it or something and or fast enough. And <laughs> and then I'm like, hold on, I did read that one. Uh, so yeah, but it does sound familiar. He will entice, okay? I'm going to tell you. He will entice anything he can do to get a person or a child to comply with a command or request. And it seems like such a simple thing. Like what, what if the child took a step towards him as in an acceptance? I hope she didn't because it's like an invitation. You guys close your eyes once and offer somebody something. Okay. And watch them take a step step towards you. What is that? What does that signal to you? Like an acceptance, right? An acceptance. So if that child happened to take a little step forward, Hatman takes that as a yes, even though she might have retracted and run out. But he took that as a yes. And so guess what? It, for him, he's looking for permission and it seems so weird. Like, this old cliche, old stuff. Like, you have to let the vampire in your home. If, you know, if he comes knocking at your door, he can't come in unless you say, come on in. Where did that come from? Hatman has something very similar. It sounds so silly, but yeah. People always wonder, well, where would I have said, sure, come on in? So it could have been a dream. Could have been a dream about something so simple. And I always use the example, like somebody knocked at your door, you looked out and it looked like your sister, 
But something told you it's not your sister, but eh, you open up the door anyway. You get went against your better judgment and your gut feeling, and lo and behold, it's a minion of shadow uh, people and hat man stuff, you know? It's like, it, it seems so like, well, that's not fair. They cheated. Whoa, did you say they cheated? Of course they would cheat. Of course they would cheat, you know? It wasn't a conversation. It wasn't a written contract like you see in the movies. No, it just took a little step forward or a little nod in your dream. But it's part of you. It's part of your consciousness. It's part of your decision making. We make a lot of decisions in our dreams. And uh, they're part of us. There's a reason why so many hours in our day are contributed to it. I have, and I know a lot of people do, have what I personally call waking dreams. And they're like these dreams that seem so real, it's hard to believe they didn't actually happen. And they actually go into your memory as if uh, uh, something that you've accomplished, uh, something that you've trained on, something, a part of your life experience. It seems so odd and silly to say, but yeah, it, it, it comes to that. And I can have those types of dreams in a night and I wake up exhausted. Why am I exhausted? (laughs) Because I've been working all night. I mean, really, I mean, going from one scenario to another and some of my scenarios. Now imagine this. Imagine this. We think that these dreams, I'm going on a tangent, uh, but we think some of these dreams don't mean anything, right? So I was having well, and I still do. I have these dreams that are really involved. Involves people that are so distinguished where I could see every detail of their face and their home or whatever. But I'm kind of floating through. I'm checking on them. I whisper into their ear, try to help them with something. And uh, it's like I had these dreams and I, I just, they felt really real to myself. Um, don't know exactly who the people are or where I'm at always. You know, I come back to this world and I forget details, right? But now imagine this, years later or, or around the same time, I started getting people finding me saying, hey, I saw you. It, what? You saw me? And they'll describe one of my so-called dreams and, um, yeah, really, really something to be met head on with that. So our dreams, I, I mean, I can't be the only one, <laughs> you know, uh, I learned what people call that now. I had no idea. I just learned about it a couple of years ago. They say by location, by location, huh? Um, but yeah, so I would go and help people uh, with different situations and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so what we think are dreams may not always be a dream. Again, I can't be the only one, right? Um, (laughs) But yeah, so there you have it. So um, this is not something that is out of the ordinary for Hatman to try to entice somebody to take a step forward uh candy a puppy a game whatever it is so he was looking for a nod from her and i hope i hope she wasn't even slightly tempted i hope he was so repugnant that she absolutely booked it and turned around and ran without even a thought in his direction so um sorry that happened and uh she should have any kind of continuing issues with that freak showing up there is a blessing to do um, go to my facebook group it is called shadow people and Hatman experiencer and i have a document in there to help people and uh i also have it in both of my Hatman books and the secret war book so yeah on how to protect yourself and children okie dokie Huh, moving on, moving on. But thank you for sharing. Um, that was, um, whew, just give everybody chills. Everybody chills. All right. We got a decent-sized email here. Let's see. 
Let's see what we got here. All right, dear Heidi, that's me again. <laughs> I'm writing this so that maybe it can help someone. Well, thank you, because that's a big part of why I'm doing what I'm doing. I hope, uh, I hope the same for everybody that thinks about writing. It's not just to help ourselves. It's to help the next person. That's, that's the whole point. You know, I, I have to tell you guys this really quick. Like I had this, you know, I had several uh, websites. Uh, one was called alien advice, another UFO2U.com. And, uh, I, I was doing my best to answer the emails I would get, and I'd post them on my website. And then I realized I can't reach enough people this way. I started doing a column, and it was in a you know a couple of newspapers and other places online. I'm like, yeah, this will this will show a similar scenario to what people are experiencing, and hopefully they'll apply it to their lives. You know, that was the thought behind it. Like if it goes bigger then I'll reach enough people where their answers are, are coming, right? And, uh, or, or something they can relate to. And then I realized I wasn't reaching enough people. So then I started doing radio. Like, <laughs> maybe this will help. Maybe this will reach enough people. Maybe, maybe this is big enough, you know? And uh, it just always seems to be a bigger and bigger need out there. And I would keep expanding like, okay, we're at podcast now. We're at the podcast level. And, and now I do a bunch of television shows and uh, I do little spot things there. And I, and I hope I'm reaching enough people. And then people steal it and think it's, you know, something they came up with and wonder, gee, where'd that come from? <laughs> like, I think the next step was to do TV. Uh, I think so on a regular basis. And take back my information that people are abusing out there. How about that? <laughs> and I say that because um, it's being distorted and that's not healthy. That is not healthy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, we got to. We got to. So I keep thinking about what's the next best thing, how to reach the most people and slowly but surely, slowly but surely, um, you know, I'm glad it has gone to the millions that are reporting shadow people and hat man all over the world and uh, just really, really trying to pull it in and get the proper now that the distortion has happened, which evil likes to do, right? Distort the truth. Um, so I want to make sure people get the right and proper message. That is important. I, I'm not going to throw it to science. I'm going to throw it to the heart and soul. Spirit. <laughs> Spirit of it all. All right. Where was I? Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm writing this so that maybe it can help someone. Very generous of you. I haven't thought of it for many years as nothing never came of it. Listening to your program about the hat man reminded me of it. Mm. Many years ago, I had a visit from a shadow person. I don't know if it was the hat man or not. It looked like Batman, not, not hat man, she's saying, with a B. I woke up one night and saw this figure at the foot of my bed. I didn't know what it was or anything as I was quite young. It just stood there for a bit, not long, and then it floated out the window. Ugh. Yuck. Yuck. Okay. That's chills. Nasty chills. Um, it's like it waits for you to wake up and then it takes off. I mean, rude to have been there in the first place and rude to take off right after you notice them. All right, guys, we got to get to our next break. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. 
Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Just before the break, I was starting this eh, semi-long email, and uh, we we're just getting warmed up here when I had to get to my break. <laughs> it happens, right? Man, all right, so. This person says they were listening to my podcast when uh, I jarred a memory that they saw something that looked like Batman, not Hatman. And right when they woke up to it, it took off and floated out the window. Now to continue. This was the one and only time I ever saw this. Now, I used to have nightmares of someone chasing me and all I could do was run in place no matter what I did. Oh, man. Oh, man. I've had those kinds of dreams. Am I the only one? Because, no, this person's saying it. But <laughs> I've had those kinds of dreams where it is such a nightmare. You're putting so much exertion and you're just going nowhere. That is horrific. So I feel for you. The, those, are, those are the worst. Okay. So no matter what you did. What was chasing me never caught me. Oh, well, there, that's a lucky, lucky strike. Um, <laughs> now, I told my mom of these nightmares and she gave me some good advice. Okay. She told me to stop running from whatever it was that was chasing me. Okay. And turn around and face it and see what it was. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is a horror movie right here. This is a horror movie. Don't run and turn around and face it. <laughs> oh, you guys, I had, I'd done something like that. Okay, all right, I'll have to tell you. I'll have to tell you later. All right, okay, I'll finish this because I just got the heebie-jeebies having this flashback. Somehow I did this in my dream. Okay, and when I turned around and faced it, it disappeared when I did this. Oh, you're, you're lucky. <laughs> I never had another nightmare again. Oh, well, kudos. I never saw this shadow person again. Huh. I hadn't thought of this for many years. As I think about it now, I wonder why he disappeared. I think it is because when I turned around in my dream and 
faced my fear, so to speak, it never had a hold of me and knew it never would. That That is very true. Very true. Uh, I don't scare easily. Uh, me neither. <laughs> Even if he came back, I know how to get rid of him. I believe this was a turning point in my life about facing my fears. One of my mottos I live by is, I don't let fear control me. Janine. Oh, thank you, Janine. That was, uh, that was powerful. It truly is. Truly powerful. Um, facing one's fears is a big deal, and these things are cowards. I mean, they try to wear us down. So the nightmares, lack of sleep, chasing, and then it's like there's nothing really there coming at you, right? Uh, but you feel the threat. And you're just run, run, running. And uh, it, it was a powerful, it was powerful what your, your mom taught you and told you. And, and I've had many people who say, you know, I got tired and, and I just stopped and, you know, faced it. And then it didn't happen. Putting your foot down, essentially, your ethereal foot down, like, all right, fine, what? And then it's like, what? There's, there's all bark and no bite. Wow. So it was a tactic, and this is how they first approach. Oftentimes, it's the nightmares. And then you open your eyes from these nightmares that where they found your weak spot, where they found that fear was so ingrained in you. You open your eyes, and they're in the room. So this is, uh, this is, a, this is a common tactic of them. And um, again, if they were so... I don't even want to say... I don't want to say like... Oh, if they're so big and bad, you know, well, yeah, kind of. I mean, if, if they could just take you down instead of these little silly running dreams, you know, they would have done it. But they were studying you. They were trying to find how far exactly will she run? <laughs> how, how far will she go before she breaks and collapses as, and, and in fear, right? So it was testing you, but instead of continuing this cat and mouse chase, you're just like, I'm not tired. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Done. And I'm going to look you in your eye. All of a sudden, it's like, Ooh, hold on. She found the magic potion. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, there's a lot of times where uh, people are able to find that power. Because now imagine, okay, here, th this was not a constant scenario of an entity coming physically to her. Okay, something did, it got a look, and if I'm following this correctly, you saw this thing once, and then you started the nightmares, I think that might be the scenario that it followed, so it planted a seed to start breaking you down, because, okay, okay, catch this, catch this right here, something came in the room, you woke up, you didn't keep sleeping, so this thing left, like, oh, no, 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 we'd have to paralyze this one. <laughs> she woke up. She felt me. She felt me. They don't like that. They do not like that. So well, we got to find the weak spot. All right. It's like calling the cavalry, everybody. <laughs> Does this make sense to you? Does that make sense? Um, think about that, guys. Think about that. Something came into the room. She wakes up. It's like, oh, no, not an ideal situation, all right? So definitely have to study that one more, get some information so she's not so alert and she's caught in the matrix of the dream scenario and we'll wear her down. We'll find what makes her scared and paralyzed. So when I come in the room next time, she's not all wiggly and stuff and fighting. Yeah, so more power to you. That's awesome. Uh, if it continues, I tell people, you definitely have to do the blessing of your home. People say cleansing. I'm like, blessing. Okay. Hand it to Jesus. Sprinkle some Jesus on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, this is a uh, very powerful, very powerful. So I, I have to give it to you. Um, now something I said, I'd mention, and this is, <laughs> Like I said, I have a lot of waking dreams, okay? And I had this, uh, and, and these waking dreams are sometimes tests 
for me, it's not always me, um, whatever this uh, bilocation thing is. Uh, sometimes it's a scenario where I'm, I feel like I'm being tested and tried, all right? Um, so I might have this uh, scenario like, okay, aliens are invading. What are you going to do? Karate chop? No, no, Heidi. Do this. Do that. Do it left. Hit a punch. Kick whatever. Jean-Claude Van Damme double two-footer. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But yeah, it's like I get these scenarios, right? And if I don't do it right, I have to repeat it. And I repeat until I get it right. And uh, it's like how to react in this situation. What do you do? And again, it gets put into my knowledge database. Like, I know if this scenario happens, I know what I'll do. And it it sounds really strange, but it's like training, 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 I I feel, um, happens a lot. And I've met other people who have had similar things. It's like, don't take a left, go right. If you're leaving this place and this cataclysmic event happens, you're supposed to do this. And, And it's like, sometimes I'll get hints other times, it's me actively making the decision, and I made the wrong one, and, you know, like I said, got to repeat. All right, so I had this one, <laughs> and these were hideous creatures that were coming at me, and I'm fighting, right? I'm literally, like, I'm a kung fu master, <laughs> and I'm tearing this thing up, right? And we are literally doing that scene in the movies where you got your hands in their face, and you're crushing their face, like... And I had this big, nasty, um, it was kind of like a reptilian-looking creature. And and I could just totally see the building and everything that I was like, um, we were going building to building, jumping, literally. And we're battling it out. It's like Superman versus, I don't know, some creature from out of space. And we're flying, hitting, boom, boom. And... I got my hands around it, it, you know, at the chin and smushing this thing's face like, you're done. And I'm watching this thing. And it's in my hands when it starts to shape shift. And it gets uglier and uglier. (laughs) And then it got gooey and gross. And imagine, I'm like, kind of a germaphobe, but not really. Um, I just don't like squishy stuff like that. <laughs> Where it's like sticky and, and nasty. Like I always hated that like rubber goo like stuff that went in garbage can like toy stuff because they smelled. and ugh. So that thing got the most drippiest, ugliest face you could ever imagine. And I was like, Okay, I'm done. I'm done. You win. Ew, 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 ew. I did the whole thing running like, ew, ew, I'm done, I'm done. I'm running, I'm running. And it's like, it was celebrating that I was like giving up. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care. It's in my hands. It's under my nails. Ooh, ooh. You know, I totally did that. And I did not care. And I had to repeat that dream because I gave up. Um. So yeah, I had to repeat it. I had to repeat my lesson. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Um, those repeat nightmares sometimes that's the way it goes but I want to thank you Janine and everybody else who wrote me an email for today's program they were all fascinating do we see any common ties Mm, there were some weren't there I mean no (laughs) I don't know well you guys don't forget to follow me on all my social media at one Heidi Hollis and uh, don't forget to go to HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and tell me your stories Tell me as many details as you possibly can so we can address it here on this program or just, you know, ask for help when I'm on the social media. And, uh, you know, I I find this uh, to be a great pleasure and very humbling and honoring to be able to help you guys out there in the world. And uh, I'm learning right along with you. So, and also go to theoutlanderscomic.com or follow me on Instagram at theoutlanders. All right. You have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. 
Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. In history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.